Welcome to Dying to Know, where we open up about everything that comes with losing a loved one. Because the only thing that's worse than death is not being able to talk about it. We're your bereavement babes, Leah and Rachel, and today we'll open up about our moms. Rachel! Hey, this is the last episode of season one. We made it all the way through. We did. 15 deep, girl. How you feeling? I feel good. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, me too. I'm really excited to talk about our moms. Who are alive, which yes. is a big difference with this episode. We're Absolutely. talking about the parents we still have. Yeah, so like we opened up this season and the podcast in general because we connected about losing our fathers. Um, and now we both have one living parent, which both are our moms. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just want to take a deep dive to like get to know these women. We had a homework assignment to ask them some questions. (laughs) I feel like we probably learned a lot and I haven't had the pleasure of meeting your mom yet, which I'm sure I will in the future. Hopefully, I don't think I've met yours either unless it's over FaceTime or yeah, phone calls. Maybe she'll say hi. Yeah. FaceTime and phone calls. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But, like, never, like, in person. I feel like we know them so well, too. Like, I feel like I know your mom. (laughs) It's true. So tell me and the people listening and watching a little bit about your mom. What's her name? Just everything. So my mom's name is Frida. Frida Rappaport. Okay. She works. She's worked in a school system pretty much my whole life, usually Mm -hmm. around pre-K, kindergarten kids. She is a mother of four. I'm her oldest daughter. And she, in 2021, lost her husband. Mm-hmm. And then a year or two later, she lost her dad this year. So it's been a lot of loss for her. She is probably one of the strongest women I've ever met or known and has helped me get through literally everything. And yeah. someone who showed me, like, the definition of unconditional love. Yeah. She did not like Nathan. <laughs> and... <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> she, her favorite color is purple. Okay. And she is a Virgo. Oh, she's a Virgo. I was raised by a Virgo and a Leo. Um, so how did your parents meet? My parents met actually in through a preschool. My mom worked <laughs> with my my mom worked with my dad's sister. Okay. And my dad's family was always like always through big elaborate parties. So I, my mom like through hanging out with his sister met my dad and all this stuff. And a fun fact is, there's this place in Israel called I believe the Waning Wall, and you can go and make a wish. And she told me a couple years ago that she wished for my dad. And I was like. Oh, really? After meeting him? Yeah, after meeting him. She didn't say exactly like what it was, but she was like, I, like, I wish, yeah, to, I guess to be with that or wish for him. And did your aunt hook them up or she just happened to meet him in at work and she was my like, hey, it's my brother? dad will claim that she like annoyed him and weaseled her way in okay. and made him. But yeah, I, I think I forgot. I know one of their first dates, they saw a play called I'm Not a Rappaport, which is kind of crazy. Re- that's a play. Yeah, there's a play. And well, is it spelled the same way you're like? No, it's not. It's spelled different, oh, okay. which is funny. But um, I know that was like one of their first dates. But I know that she went to like a lot of family things. Like I know because, yeah, the family always was doing stuff. So I know she went on vacations and stuff. So I'm not exactly sure how long they knew each other before like the dating started happening. Oh, wow. But I remember, yeah, some of their first dates for sure. Do you know what the play was about? I don't. I keep meaning to watch and I always like forget about that. Okay. But I yeah. want you to recap us in the future. Yeah, about no, that. that'll be my homework over. Okay. <laughs> over break. And then my last question for you about your mom is what is your favorite thing about her? I think my favorite thing about my mom is just knowing that, like, I like just how much she like loves me and will always be there for me. I feel like no matter what I do, whether it's like good, bad, like she is just there by my side. Like she's always there. She's always that one text message that's always in my phone. Like, how are you doing? Like she 
it's just truly like a form of unconditional love that I can't explain. Oh, I love this. Damn, I feel like I'm a crowd this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so are you ready now to give me all the info about yes. your mom? Yes. So my mom's name is Melba. Hi, mom. I know you're watching and listening. Um, she's a Gemini, and okay. she is a real Gemini. Yeah. Um, she's a June girl, so I see both twins. Um, she was a nurse, a registered nurse. Um, so we all come to her without ailments, everyone in the family. Like, <laughs> after leaving a doctor's appointment or, like, Ma, I don't know what this scratch is. Do you think it could be eczema? Like, <laughs> she's very, like, caring and loving in that way. I think my mom has a... Very like jovial, cheerful spirit. I think people who know her or love her or obsessed with her, a lot of times if I talk about her, they'll be like, oh, I love your mom. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people either call her Aunt Melba or Mama Melba um, as like a nickname for her. But yeah, what else did I forget? Oh, when did my parents meet? Yeah, how did your parents meet? Very cute story. My 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 mom was going to prom and my dad was her blind date. A blind date for prom. <laughs> blind date for oh prom. Oh my god! One ballsiest move ever. Love <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. But so do you know? I guess how the setup happened. I think I do, but forgive me, my if I get this wrong. And Miss Sandy, shout out to Miss Sandy too. So um, that's my mom's girlfriend who oh. hooked them up. So I think she knew my dad. Like they lived in the same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I think I don't know if my mom and came the neighborhood to neighborhood of. That was East Baltimore. East Baltimore. Yeah. So I don't know if my mom like said something to Miss Sandy and she was like, oh, I got this guy. Or either my mom was like, yeah, I'm going solo dolo. And Miss Sandy was like, nah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so um, she met him the night of prom night. And I remember my grandfather made the comment that my father was so country. Yeah. I can't remember what he wore, but I think his socks didn't blend with the suit or something. Oh. Like maybe he wore white socks with a dark suit. <laughs> I really don't remember. Forgive me. Um, but I remember my grandfather telling my mother, like, yeah, this man can't dress. He's country. And I guess from prom and on, like, they were a couple or didn't they, like, on an off date? Like, do you know if dating happened right away? I don't think it did because I remember my mom said prom night, like, she really just wanted somebody to take pictures with. And she kind of, like, oh dipped, God. like, left him at the table. <laughs> oh, my God. And I think that was, like, an after prom or, like. They had went to like another party together and a girl had sat on his lap at this party. And she was like, oh, no, 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 no. So he was like, oh, now you see me. Like now you're interested type of thing. So I think it might have started then. And then obviously my dad had went to like Vietnam and like wrote my mom letters. Yeah. Oh, so it was very like, is it Dear John where he like goes away and writes the letters? I've never seen Dear John. (laughs) (laughs) But I like the whole writing letter. Yeah. Yeah. So like um, he had proposed multiple times to my mom. Through letters? No, no, no. Like, I think in person, but my mom was so determined, like, no, I'm going to nursing school and getting my degree. And she waited. I mean, he waited for her and they got married. Uh, and how many kids? Four kids. And where do you fall? I'm the youngest and only girl. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm not spoiled, though. Not anymore. Back in the day, I was, but not that much anymore. And what is your favorite thing about your mom? Oh, man. I think my mom is super strong, super supportive. Um, I love so much things about her. She's like my favorite girl. She gets on my nerves. I feel like we like we have such a good relationship. Yeah. I think I really value that in her. Like, I think she's such a strong woman for like burying her husband. Mm-hmm. She's lived so many years without her parents in her life. And I don't even think she realizes her own strength. Like, mm-hmm. she's such a helpful person. And then just throw it back. Yeah. What do you think she would say her favorite thing about you is? Oh, God. Oh, you know what? She writes it in birthday cards a lot. Oh. She <laughs> always compliments me on like, what is it? Like, I'm trying to find the word. Mm-hmm. Like, she really is like impressed that the fact that like, 
oh, you're very independent. You live by yourself. Because, like, my mom went from her parents' home to her marital home. So she's like, mm-hmm. this is her first experience in life where she's like, I'm by myself. I'm learning things about myself. And she's like, you just have this tenacity, to, like this go-getter attitude. So I feel like that's what she would say about me. What about your mother? About me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I honestly do think it would be a similar story. I think. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think just how I guess I've grown into my life and how I've been independent and found a career that I love and just like found success like someone's success in that career. Yeah. Like I just feel like <laughs> I do think successful. it was yeah, <laughs> it would fall under the same category of just being independent and independent and growing into like my own woman. Okay. I think so. Well, I'll have to ask her though. Yeah. I didn't ask her that much. <laughs> also, what do you call her? I call her mom or like ma. Okay, yeah, I say ma. Yeah. Or if I'm talking about her, I'll say mommy. Like if I'm talking to my brothers. You refer to her, you refer to her as mommy. Mommy. But if I'm talking to her, I'll say ma. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. Or I think recently Freddie has been going, I think she hates it. You call her Freddie? (laughs) Because her name's Frida. Oh. And she didn't kill me for that. But oh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes okay. I tease her and call her Melby now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, no, I don't feel like that. everyone kind of does that, like, yeah. weird thing about her. Especially, I feel like, especially now that we've gotten older and you said the, how the relationship is. Like, it's yeah. more dynamic where, yes, she's my mom. Yes, I go for her advice and all that. But I feel like we've also grown into this friendship where our ages, like, feel a little, yeah. like, we have more of an understanding about each other's lives where it's not so much like we're the little kids. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm truly blessed to have a relationship like that. I feel like it's a lot of people who have broken relationships and, unfortunately, their moms have passed. Yeah. And maybe, like, on the outs with moms right now, but I feel really good to know that I can go to her about anything. Mm-hmm. And that she can be really a confidant. And like you're saying, like, now that we're women. And I see my mom as a woman now. Like, oh, like, this is your story as a woman. And, like, I can share things with her. And she always like, Lee, let me get your opinion. What do you think about this? Or, like, I'm like, oh, okay, this is good. She's like, you know, because I'm not young anymore. So (laughs) she'll say little things like that. So it's nice to have, like, a grown-up relationship, not just, like, mother and daughter, but also, like, we're friends yeah. and we're getting to know each other. And speaking of getting to know each other, we yes. wanted for this episode to almost like interview our moms a little bit. Yes. So we kind of have matching questions, but also get their point of view of what it felt like to lose their husband. Yes, absolutely. So the first question that we asked, or we were supposed to ask, but what was it like um, for you to lose your husband? So my mom was saying it was definitely unexpected. As he was transitioning, she was asking God why now and not now. Like she didn't want it to be happening. She had said that year, which was 21, that it was so celebratory. So they were celebrating 45 years of marriage, 50 years of meeting each other that June. And my dad had turned 70 that um, February. So she said it was heart heartbreaking. Excuse me. My world had caved in. Um, and she was saying that, My dad had passed in June, like the same week as Father's Day or like a week later. I can't remember. Um, And he was he was really like active in his church. I can't remember what his title was. Forgive me. Maybe it was an elder or elder. I I don't know. Don't quote me. Um, But he had gave a sermon that Father's Day and his sermon was more about like how fathers prepare the home for their kids and build a foundation and how that mimics God for giving like, you know, his children a foundation in life. And she was like that really like, you know, spoke to her. And she also wanted me to mention, because my mom has the gift of gab, um, that she, when she had seen him that day in the hospital, that he had said to her like, oh, I knew you were coming. And she's like, well, how did you know I was coming? I wasn't planning to come. And he was like, I saw you were walking with me. And she was like, dang, I wish I would have like, 
you know, like ask more of that question yeah. or like what he meant by like that. Elaborated. Yeah. So what about your mom? What did she say how that felt losing her husband? She also said it was super unexpected. I feel like she, I guess like for us, yeah, it was a very much a shock, but also being in the pandemic because my mm -hmm. dad had been sick all of our lives. So yeah. it was always like in and out of the hospital. But no matter what, my mom was in the bed or in the chair next to him. Mm -hmm in and out throughout the nights and she was always there to kind of always be his eyes and ears and like let him like heal and go through it where she would answer all the doctor's questions so for her it was really really hard not to like be there through the process and like almost like understand what was coming next yeah where like it was just such a shock for her and we always used to say like this experience it was the first time the hospitals felt like a bad place like my dad mm. went to the hospital to get better and he always came out yeah so one of the things she said that really stuck um she was like this was the first time he didn't like he comes home from the hospital like i just didn't get like why he didn't come home mm -hmm. so i feel like it was just overall like such a shock i feel like and of course it is it's like this loss but i of feel course. like that was one of the biggest takeaways from her got you man our second question yes do you have it um one of i think it was the dynamic shift what was one of the biggest dynamic shifts oh do tell i didn't ask that oh, so. okay. <laughs> <laughs> no i asked that with her and she said which like kind of threw me because i thought it was gonna say like them like bickering or eating together yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. and for her it was just like not having someone home she mm. was just like because my dad he was sick so he was a stay-at-home dad and he was always home and like if he left it was with they were left together yeah, or like yeah. they did everything together and she's just like, which is like, uh, I don't even know how to take it. But she's just like, you know, you guys are like, you guys are starting your own lives and you guys are like mm. going to the house. And she's like, I can't control you guys being in the house anymore. Where And she like jokes, she's like, where well, I could control him being oh, in the house. But she's just like, it is weird to come home and there not be someone here. And I was like, it just like broke my heart. And I was like, why do I go out and leave this house? <laughs> no. But yeah, she said that was one of the biggest shifts is like she doesn't have her person there in the house anymore when she walks in yeah and she's like and i know like we fight and joke and like what soap opera can i watch and like all yeah. that but she's like it is really weird to come home and there not be someone here yeah although i didn't ask my mom that question i know she's like stated several times that like going home and knowing like no one's gonna be there and like yeah. we usually enter through the house through the laundry room and like to the immediate left is the living room or the family room i always get it mixed up sorry um, his recliner would be right there so he could see who was coming in and out. And she's like, no one's there, like climbing the steps at night. Yeah. And I know I'm going to my bed alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that absence really just makes it bigger. Yeah. And I also, I, cause I think you mentioned before how like she went from her parents to like, yeah. they were just like, it was just always together. Always, always together. together. I mean, you were with somebody for 50 years. You were with him longer than you were with your own parents. Yeah. It's a, it's a just, huge loss. A huge yeah, so I did ask her, like, how did you feel then? And I told her emotionally, physically, psychologically versus how you're feeling today. Um, so she said back then, which is like, oh, fuck, I'm going to cry. <laughs> she said she wanted to die. She had no suicidal ideations, but she didn't want to go without him, which I can understand. Like, she wanted to be with the person that she really loved. Shit, sorry. And I think also like seeing my mom at that point in life, she was really empty. And it felt like I had lost both parents. Even though she was physically here, she wasn't herself. Mm -hmm. So she said to turn that corner 
um, that she wanted. She wants to celebrate life now, her life, the life of others. Um, and she went through counseling and she went through um, like widows groups and things of that nature oh, wow. to like really, you know, like get back yeah. to herself, which I can see like completely. And I'm happy to have her back as she is. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think for my mom, when it came to then and before, I feel like. Yeah. And I know we're going to get into this in later questions, but I feel like for her, she's like, I felt like I needed to be super strong for you guys. I feel because I know and we asked like kids dynamic and all that but I think she felt that she needed to be really really strong and also mm-hmm. just the shock of it all I feel like yeah we just like we're not ready I feel like it things changed super fast for us like it went it, like he didn't go in thinking that like yeah it was the yeah. end so I feel like it was just a super shock and I do feel like I asked now it's like like how do you feel now and I think it's just again like living life more and just like mm-hmm. living it to the fullest and truly like appreciating anything because I was like do you take pictures more do you do this more do you want to travel more so I feel like she has all that where she I mean she snaps everything now so it's just (laughs) like I also did get her a book where you can like fill out everything about your life and like all that so I'm like are you so yeah because I just feel like like I knew my my dad loved to tell stories and all that so it's just like I just I wish I could have like had an interview with him to remember and have everything down. So I want to make sure I have that for my mom. That was good. So I feel like, and I, she also mentioned that she started going, or that she did some counseling and all that stuff. So I was just like, okay, that's good. Like, let's get into that. But I think the emptiness and just like still trying to get that, I think, or she mentioned a lot that it's hard not having your person there anymore. And like, it was the first time, like I knew that they were in love, but she's like, like it was my soulmate. Like I know he was my soulmate and I don't have him here. And I, it's just like, I guess this interview really just like surprised me like how much you like learned about your mom. Cause it's just like, I knew that they were each other's soulmates too, or like they're people, but hearing her say See that, it, yeah, it like made me feel amazing to hear her talk, like feel like that family dynamic, but also just so sad because I can't, because I was like, I lost my dad, but I'm just like, I can't imagine what it's like to lose your soulmate. Absolutely. What other questions did you ask her? My other questions. Did you put your emotions on hold for your kids? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What did she say? Um, she said yes. <laughs> she, oh, she did? Okay. I was a little surprised because I thought I was doing the best out of my siblings. And oh. <laughs> the example she gave, she's, there was one night I really struggled. I was back at my apartment. I drank a little too much. And like, I struggled with the idea of knowing that my dad was not walking me down the aisle. Like that was mm. no longer in the cards for me. So I called her crying like, how is this now my life? Like he was supposed to be there. He promised me all this. And she's like, that was a time where like I had to put like my emotion. She's like, I did feel like I had to be strong for you guys because Mm -hmm. she's just like, I could see it on all of you guys that like, like she's like, especially the girls, like got it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she, I feel like, did have to be strong. And I think I remember telling you this in one of your phone conversations. I'm like, remember to ask your mom how she's doing. Yeah, I remember that. Because there was a day... Well, I was just like, like, I just, she just was so strong through that process. Mm-hmm. And I remember she walked into the room that I was in and I was just like, how are you doing today? And she just started crying. She's like, today was the day that we always went to the bank. Cause like his check came in and my dad needed cash on him oh. for no reason. <laughs> like everything is debit card. I think that's a like generational thing. And I was just like, oh my God, like I'm not checking in on my mom and she lost someone. So I feel like. It was definitely just like making sure that like she's checked on too, because that mm. her person who would check on her wasn't here anymore. So I feel like that was 
hard to learn and hard to hear that how like strong she needs because I'm just like should I have done more like it's just all the running questions that come through your head yeah I had to ask my mom the same question too and she flat out said no like yeah. she <laughs> she did not think that she put her emotions to the side for her kids she said even at times she felt selfish mm -hmm. because she knew that like she could share with us like moments where she wanted to reminisce or anything and that she could cry and we would comfort her yeah. but I honestly think like Looking back, I would say like she kind of did, or maybe she didn't see this putting it to the side. I think initially once he had passed, I feel like my mom was kind of like stoic and very supportive of us and like people stopping by the house and taking phone calls and like setting everything up. She seemed to be like flowing. And I think like once after the funeral, the visitation stopped, the phone calls get slower is when I felt like she tapped into like putting herself first and really like sitting into her depression and like yeah. figuring out how to cope with everything. Okay. So another question I did ask my mom was, cause my mom now has lost both of her parents. She lost her dad recently. Mm -hmm. And then she lost her mom, I guess over 20 years ago. Cause she was around my age when she lost um, her mom, like 30 something. Mm -hmm. And I guess I was curious about that. Like what the difference was between losing like your husband versus losing your parent. And I, think because and she mentioned like losing her dad and all that and I think where it got emotional especially being a mom's episode she was just like her mom was like her best friend that yeah. was who she talked to no matter what she could call her it was always on the phone so and I guess it is and I mean it does make sense of like the whole like loneliness theme of just like not having this person that you would go to for everything mm -hmm. be there and I was even surprised because like I mean I knew my grandma a little but like I didn't get to really see their relationship a lot so just hearing my mom not have her like go-to buddy made me feel one horrible for complaining about every text message I get from her <laughs> but two it's just like I can't imagine not having that like person to tell everything to yeah I think if anything, what I loved about doing this interview was like, because I re recorded it and like just to have it forever. And I think Thank I you. got to learn a lot about my mom in this mm -hmm. like small 20 minutes because I guess I just didn't expect to hear her say like to go in on about her mom and like so much. And just it was surprising and just like so beautiful to hear that like she had this relationship that she does miss so much. And like, I guess I feel so grateful for still having mine. Yeah. No, I really agree with you too um, about stating like these little interviews that we gave them. Yeah. It was interesting to hear some of her quite, and I kept saying to her like, only tell me things you want me to say. Oh, I have no problem with you saying that. Like she yeah. kept saying that. No, when my mom saw I was recording, she's like, are they going to play this recording on the podcast? I was like, no, no, <laughs> no. Like I just want to be able to like look back at it. So yeah. But you're right, like to have this interview, like something that you'll have forever. Ever. Like these are your words that I'll now have. I should record her though. Yeah. yeah. Although having the text, I was like, I it was nice that you could read it back. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot paraphrase, especially this episode is throwing me for a loop. So, <laughs> um, but my last question I did ask her was just any advice, like, I don't know, like anything you wanted to sign off or just yeah. let people know. So I'm just going to read her text message. Um, she put... How to get through the journey after your spouse passes, not only to trust in God and cherish the memories of them, but also let your grief journey be your own individual, individual, personal one. Don't let anyone tell you how long to grieve or how to grieve, which I think is like a constant thread through our show that we talk about. Like, one, we're no experts on anything. Yeah. Two, we want to just share our own experience. And three, we really hope this podcast like reaches people who need it or in some way helps prepare those for like what's going to happen possibly in their future. No, I was going to say, I feel like she 
synopsis summarize our podcast (laughs) perfectly because I feel like when I'm trying to tell someone it's like that's exactly what we want you guys to all get out of this podcast absolutely and just a bonus question to leave on a A lighter note yes that I did not ask her (laughs) but she asked me why like she was like oh I was gonna say why didn't you ask this question and I was like what's the question it was are you dating so (laughs) and the answer (laughs) she said no she's not ready and that she still feels like the love and warmth of her husband like in her life did you ask your mom that question and if you didn't do you think you know what her answer would be I definitely know her answer is no but I think what I love and what I'm getting out of this question is I love that your mom is still thinking about her future and Mm -hmm. like not that she's gonna go and look for dating or anything like that but the fact that she wants you to ask about her future still and how you said like how she said it was so rough for her when it first happens, you do feel like yeah. her liveliness has come back and she still sees her future. And I love that. Yes, and I love that. For our moms. Yes, I love this conversation with you today. I think this is my favorite. I know. Yes. This is a good one. And I also, like, truly, I can't explain how nice it was to have this morning, like, talk with my mom. Because yeah. I feel like, I'm like, I need to talk to her a little bit more. Yeah, usually it's like regular, like, did you watch the news? Or like, did you, you see this? you want me to get you a coffee yeah. Starbucks? Yeah. <laughs> when is the next time you're coming home? And oh. today was like... <laughs> It was like, oh, let me actually interview you to get to like know you a little a deeper. And I yeah. feel like I did. I got that out of my mom. So it was really, really beautiful. Yes. Today's episode is in loving memory of our producer's mom, who unfortunately passed away this year. Her name is Alma Rosa Ortiz, and she is missed each and every day. Again, we are your bereavement babes, Leah and Rachel, and we'll see you on the other side. <laughs>